Good afternoon, Los Angeles and Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomena of the 80s, also known as the Astrology Hour, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. The Astrology Hour is a public-supported radio show. Produced by Leo Scorpio Productions in association with the Astrology Hour Club and the people of Southern California. Well, hello, Southern California. Hey, happy day to you. Good day. And I hope you're having a pleasant forever, eternity, whatever you may be doing. Today we are going to take a look at a deeper look at life, more of a metaphysical approach as we analyze my mission in life, not my mission, but as we look at our lives, what is our mission in life? Various factors in the astrological birth chart that would help disseminate and reveal to us what we were meant to do in this life cycle to optimize growth, soul growth, awareness, and also to fulfill and absolve karma, and also to hopefully create a more comfortable existence in the next life cycle, which I think is what it's all about, because I think the universe is one huge system of gestalt energy, meaning that whenever we do things we're supposed to do, we are rewarded, and we evolve, we ascend into the light, and whenever we don't do things we're supposed to do, then we descend into the darkness. And, of course, there is more pain in the darkness than there obviously would be in the light where it is blissful. So today is a handy topic, and if you have your personal copy of the Sabian Symbols handy, hang on to it, because in today's topic we will be using the Sabian Symbols. We're going to be talking about various parts of the natal chart. When you focus on your mission in life, you have to remember that all of us share a common ground mission, which has to do with frankly, what I would call almost good and evil. Like, frankly, if you are a good soul and you are a good person and you have a positive attitude with a strong ethical background, then you would be one who would definitely ascend into the light, and this would be obvious. This is the type of person that is very compassionate, extremely humanitarian, that reaches out for others, that tries to live their life selflessly, humbly, and also is generous, philanthropical, always there for the other guy, roots the underdog, and is an obvious saint. Of course, the evil side to human behavior would be a power-hungry, selfish, manipulative con artist, somebody who would take advantage of anyone, especially the poor, the weak, and the sick, and somebody who might not be the nicest person to be around. So I think the purpose in life for all of us is to strive to be one of the more happier, enlightened teachers on this planet who can share kindness and generosity and tenderness because we definitely lack that. There's not enough of that to go around. So that's a basic beginning as far as mission or purpose in life. I also think that we share a common ground in having a universal mission as far as understanding the mechanics of the universe are as far as reaching a point in our growth where we don't limit ourselves by 
what I would say, reflecting a dogmatic thinking, closed-minded thinking, and by keeping an open mind and stretching this part of our mind, our awareness levels, to probing some of the secrets of the universe and the secrets of God consciousness and such, then hopefully we can reach a point in our growth when we can understand this basic law of karma that governs this dimension. The dimension of materiality is ruled by a foundation law of karma, which basically states whatever energy is sent forth from the human body does definitely return and usually compounded whether it is a positive or a negative force. So as far as mission in life goes, I think that we have a mission to ascend, to be good, to be a good, decent, law-abiding citizen, right? Human being, compassionate, humanitarian person. Number two, also to understand and to obey and to respect the laws of karma by respecting ourselves, loving ourselves, respecting others, and loving others without abusing either one, ourselves or other people. So those are common ground laws. And also, because we are in the Aquarian age now, there is a massive effect that is going on that is much more group-oriented than normal throughout world history, which means that many of us share a common ground mission where we are meant to be midwives unto this age, which means that we are here to literally assist the people on this planet and the earth as entity to ease into a new level of consciousness, into a new level of understanding. Of course, many of us are not here for that reason. A lot of people, for example, that would be interested in astrology and metaphysics and karma and psychic and spiritual awareness and the occult and the unknown and into healing light practices and such, would be people that would naturally abide to this particular mission. I know a lot of you out there are conditioned by American society, by our educational systems, by peers, by grown-ups, by family members, I mean, adults and such. I'm talking like I'm a kid, right? Grown-ups? <laughs> I am a grown-up. Wake up, Farley. And also, we are conditioned to believe from a very early age, we are actually shaped to become something that we are really not. And a lot of the times, if not all the time, the reason why we are so stressed out as time goes on is because we are not adhering to our natural life mission. Like, I love astrology because astrology typically is a reflection of the vibration of the universe that we absorb when we take our first breath. One fun thing about sending for an astroscope is that finally you will get some idea. It's like getting the cosmic weather forecast the moment you were born. You are finding out where all the planets are located, the definition of what this particular configuration means, and the potentials as far as how it would affect you as an individual. What a lot of people are not aware of is that the human brain acting as computer for the body is literally charged. Each and every cell gains a circuit imprint the moment of birth, something happens to the baby. The baby is never really in what we would call a conscious state in the womb. For some reason, until the prana starts moving through the body, in other words, until the baby comes out of the womb and takes its own air directly from this dimension, and that umbilical cord is cut, and the digestive tract starts functioning more regular, 
and the breathing cycle starts, the eyes open up. When this magical miracle of life occurs, then an astrological effect takes place. And this effect is a charge. It's like an electrical bolt that comes from beyond infinity, through infinity, to the earth and through the baby. And because we live in a very liquid solar system, a very fluid solar system, because from our point of view, of course, the sun, the moon, and all the planets and the asteroids are moving quite rapidly in space on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. So we are delivered a different charge from moment to moment because every couple of moments, the planets change, the sign on the eastern horizon changes, which is very important in the astrological natal chart, and that baby, each and every baby that is born on Earth, is given a different charge. Now, of course, If you have a baby born in the ghetto in East L.A. to a Latin American or a Mexican or a white family, on the other hand, you have another baby born in Bel Air at the same moment with the same exact chart, these children are going to be similar because their brains are both charged with the same charts. But because their karmic patterns are different due to the family background they're being brought in, the city they're being raised in, the race, the creed, the religion, the color that they're being raised under, They still have the same exact chart, so if they should ever meet, they would be like soul twins, so to speak, and they'd probably have much to discuss as far as political values, economic values, and as far as cultural differences and such, because they'd have astrologically the same charge. But environmentally, socially, economically, politically, and religiously, and also in the neighborhood, they'd have a total different vehicle. And that's what's so fascinating about astrology. We always combine the energy charge, the electricity at birth with the environment to try to figure out the mission, the purpose, the character, and the electricity of an individual person. This topic here is interesting because when we analyze this birth chart, this natal chart, and what's interesting about my show, The Astrology Hour, is that this show is dedicated to teach people planetary astrology astronomical astrology, we call it. More than just the sun sign, we are concerned with all the planets because all the planets have what we call a chakra effect, which means we are not really concerned with the size of a planet. It doesn't matter that Pluto is about the size of our moon or that Jupiter is many, many times larger than the Earth. Each and every planet has an aura and a chakra set up just like big and little people, you know, just like a little chihuahua or a little canary would reflect a certain amount of energy, just like a large elephant. If you were in a room with a parakeet that was screaming, you might get the same kind of effect as you would with a quiet elephant. See what I mean? So each and every planet, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and also what we call the sun, the moon, and the rising sign in the east, plus the north node of the moon and the south node of the moon, which are important astronomical aspects that we give to you in the news every day on KFOX. These are all part of this electrical charge that affects the baby at birth. See, when you send for an astroscope, we actually explain to you what this charge was. And then if you combine some of your environmental differences and some of the choices you made and decide whether or not you are basically a good or a bad person, because we give you the pluses and minuses in your chart so you can find out for yourself if you adhere to the positives or the negatives, You can really zero in on why you were born and what you were meant to do. See, I have Saturn in the 11th house. My karma is with directions and goals. 
So until I was 30, I had no idea what I was doing or where I was going. I was happy that I was studying astrology, that I started studying at around 26, but I had no idea I was going to be a radio astrologer in the 80s and 90s. I really didn't think I was going to ever do something like this. So my goals were like, they were just awry. They were gone. I didn't know what the heck was going on. A lot of us have either Saturn in Aquarius or very, very intense 11th house factors or very, very stressed out Aquarian planets or squares and oppositions to Uranus. Now, these all have to do with goals and direction in life and plug into purpose and mission. Let's go over this. Either Aquarius planets under stress, Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn in the 11th house, planets in the 11th house under stress, or Uranus in the chart under squares and oppositions. Now, any one of these factors in your natal chart could mean that you have a karma or a problem concerning direction in life. Now, it also just so happens that those of us that do have this Aquarian factor, which includes almost all of us, right? Saturn in Aquarius, Aquarius afflicted Aquarius planets, afflicted 11th house planets, and so on. We are the ones that are more prone to be involved in New Age or metaphysical thought. So, whereas our directions may be fouled up or screwed up or confused, a lot of us are like that because we are not aware that our mission in the coming decade is going to be a mission of the New Age. What if I told you that life as we know it would change overnight one day in the next 24 months? which means that overnight, one day on Earth, there would be no television, there would be no radio as we know it, cars would no longer function as we know it, and, of course, there would be no 7-Elevens, no food stores, no markets. So what we would have to do is we'd have to seek shelter, we'd have to obtain food, we'd have to seek transportation for mobility, and we would have to totally, drastically change our lifestyle. Now. Obviously, if there was no telephones, and if there was no television, and if there were no cars or planes or trains, if somehow, some way, everything did change overnight, and I want to explain something to you, the Aquarian effect, which is a theory that I've been working on, is a theory that has to do with civilization literally shutting down overnight. It's kind of like a Pearl Harbor or a Chernobyl or a space shuttle factor where suddenly, without any much warning, except for maybe some astrologers out there waving their banners and warning the planet of this Aquarian effect, almost overnight, society as we know it changes, and the world goes from being very small to being very large. Suddenly, all these careers that you're worried about, with typing and with computers and with telephones and televisions and tape recorders and radios and all this stuff, all these careers you spent lots of money on and focusing on are not as important. But those of you with heavy Aquarian factors in your chart, like I have, Venus conjunct Uranus in my chart, my chart ruler conjunct the Lord of Aquarius Uranus, or Saturn in the 11th, a lot of you with these directional problems, a lot of you that are frustrated and don't know your mission in your life, at that point will be called upon to be a new age, metaphysical, spiritual, and psychic leader. And that's really a career that I am going to announce right here in the Astrology Hour that I will say at this point that at least 100 million people on the planet right now, most of them American citizens, are people 
that are in careers right now as we speak that are focused on money and power and material acquisition and that are literally tied to the media and to electricity, to electrical systems that may shut down one day overnight worldwide and be off for quite a while too. And at that point, obviously, a lot of people will be lost in an identity crisis. Although I won't because I don't need anything to continue my career because my career has to do with people, with counseling, with metaphysical, spiritual, and psychic healing, and teaching, and sharing, and spiritual training that allows for survival, removes the panic, and incorporates survival, survivalist tendencies. And frankly, unless some incredible Christ-like world leader takes office in the next few years, which I kind of doubt because I don't see it, where all these nuclear weapons are torn down, where this oil-based economy is removed, which is bad karma because we're using a fossil fuel, which is an animal fuel, which is like a sort of like a blasphemy. And also when the nuclear power plants are shut down and when the economic systems are changed so there's more of a barter and a sharing for all people so that poverty and homelessness and hunger and diseases can be erased from this planet, if this stuff isn't intentionally incorporated, through an overnight Aquarian shift, a gentle shift, then the way Aquarius works is that the karma is a shock, sometimes a violent change, an overnight change that can affect the whole world. Now, I'm not too sure how this is going to come about. It could even be some kind of cosmic shift in the world's axis or the world being affected by a comet or a meteor storm, an accidental nuclear war or nuclear explosion or meltdown that could affect some of the major economic centers. I don't think a lot of people are going to die. I just think a lot of people are going to have to be subjected to new types of survival. So what I'm saying, you know, the purpose of this show today, hear what I'm saying here, is that the mission in life for many of you listening to this show, you will remember this show in your later life because you'll say, gosh, you know, I was there and I had all these tapes and I took these notes and I learned about astrology and metaphysics and what's going on to the planet. And when it does finally happen, you'll be able to pull from this reservoir of knowledge so you could rise up to be one of these metaphysical, spiritual, psychic healers and leaders to guide your group, your tribe of people that will come to you for help and assistance. No longer will people be worried about the things that they're worried about now. What they'll really want to know about is how to band together, how to heal each other, how to survive, and how to get along with each other. And of course, there'll be many zones of sanctuary on this planet, and then there'll be many zones of hostility. What you probably want to do is find yourself a sanctuary and defend it or protect yourself until the world changes are finished, which should be finished, in my opinion, through the Aquarius transits by the year 2000. So I do see this next 11 years, especially with focus on this next three years, this decade as being the most important decade in the history of planet Earth, this 11-year period concerning all these heavy transits. Now, when you do wonder what your mission in life is, like I say, I'm trying to let you know a lot of you are these New Age heralds. So if you do feel a need to become an astrologer or a healer or a metaphysician or someone that would lead seminars with meditation, psychic or spiritual healing, massage, or anything in the New Age, go for it because you will need this. You know, you are being groomed by your higher self and prepared to be one of these heralds and leaders and called upon in the New Age in case we have to go into a survivalist mode. Whether we go into the survivalist mode or not, in case there is that gradual shift 
that is not a shock violent change, then metaphysics, astrology, and psychic and spiritual awareness and meditation will have a natural rise that will blanket this planet, and those people will be called upon those careers too. So like I say, many of you have that mission. To find your mission in life, you want to focus on a few things. Number one, you want to know what sign is on the 11th house of your chart. Like I'm a Libra rising, so I have Leo on the 11th in the equal house set up. So my mission in life has focused on the family, and I've been studying the family all my life. And because Leo's polarity is Aquarius, I also identify and plug into, you got it, the family of man. So my mission in life is plugged into the family and the family of man. Now you can zero in on whatever your mission in life is by looking at the sign on your 11th house cusp. If you're Aries rising, then you'd have an Aquarius 11th house in equal house astrology. If you're Taurus rising, you'd have a Pisces 11th house. And if you're Gemini rising, you'd have an Aries 11th house, and then Cancer rising as Taurus, and Leo rising as a Gemini 11th house, and Virgo rising as a Cancer, and then Libra rising, like I said, is Leo, and Virgo rising is Libra 11th house, Scorpio would be a Virgo 11th, and Sag would be a Libra 11th, and Capricorn would be a Scorpio 11th, and Aquarius rising would be a Sag 11th, and then a Pisces rising would be a Capricorn 11th. See, so... So by looking at the 11th house cusp, then this is your goal cusp. So you'll find out, you know, by looking at this sign and the sign in its polarity, what partially, if not all, what your mission or your goals in life are. Now, if you have planets in the 11th house, there's a focus on these goals. And if you have no planets in the 11th house, then you have to know what lords are, planetary rulers. And if you know your rulerships, then you can always cross-connect and refer back to your planetary rulers to even focus more on your 11th house function. Now also, we look at the north node of the moon, and that is designated as NO in the natal chart as to find out what the soul's purpose is. More than what your conscious purpose is in the 11th house matter, the north node of the moon will tell us what you must do before you can die. Okay, so So that's what the Sabian symbols are all about. If you look at your north node by sign, by house, and then by degree and look up that definition, that'll give you an idea of what you must fulfill in this life cycle in order to evolve and get out of here and go into the next life cycle or the next life experience. Well, you know, I I really think I answered a lot of questions in the topic today because I could feel that a lot of you were searching for purpose and mission. So in the first part of the presentation, I really focused on the general mission of almost the entire listening audience of the Astrology Hour. Oftentimes, in order to ascend to a level as New Age Herald, you must absolve your karma and pay a certain price to overcome some of your weaknesses. So that is really what the 11th house and the North Node are all about.